0: If you can't transact, you're out of business. And then in the back of house, we get the right type of software platforms that can handle point of sale, order management. So orders coming out of point of sale, ERP and accounting, transfers, inventory control. Do you want to go and become e-com? Do you want to go have a warehouse management? All those systems have to work together. So we
1: that is Sean Quinn. He is the CEO of all point retail. And what he's sharing right there is a mindset and a philosophy. That's different than just about every other tech solution in the marketplace. And that will make your life a whole lot easier if you're trying to scale your business from 10 locations to 20 to 200 to 2000. He can, his business handles that. Now you're listening to the CloseTheDeal.com the Deal.com podcast. I'm your host, Jules Smith, and we're talking with entrepreneurs and franchises who share their stories and guidance because you may be at the point where you are at that point. You're at it. You're ready to get going with your own business. And this episode, by the way, is brought to you by Your First Franchise, yourfirstfranchise.com. Check it out. Now, let's dive into the show. Sean, I want to welcome you to the the CloseTheDeal.com podcast. You are based in Sarasota, right?
0: That's correct. Yes.
1: So first question, you're trying to uh, work with a new client or a new vendor to partner with your system, whatever it is, and you're trying to close a deal, do business with those folks. Where are you taking that person to dinner or lunch to close the business?
0: Oh, where am I taking them if they're coming to Sarasota, if they're from out of town? Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Yeah, usually it's funny. I'll, I'll take a clients there. I'll take employees or prospective employees there as well. But we always go to the point, Tiki Bar, Evie's Spanish Point Tiki Bar here in Sarasota. It's right on the water. They have a tiki bar with live music. You get the view, you get the water, you get the sunset. And they nice. also got a fancy restaurant right next to it. So whichever way you want to go, it's great view. So the, the, so you put it in the hands of the guest. So, I
1: do. I that's do. It. I love it. I love it. Now, my favorite question I love asking everybody, who or what are you grateful for to help you get you where you are today?
0: Ooh, who am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. Would it be specific people or are you talking about experiences?
1: Just whatever comes to your mind, what helped you form Sean to who the person he is today to help you
0: get you where you are. Oh, people rise. Obviously, I'd always say my dad, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom, I always say certain bosses that I've had in particular jobs. And I think the biggest thing they teach you is what do you like and what do you don't like, which is just as important, right? Yeah. What are you going to do and what are you not going to do as you move forward? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would say those are the, the people that influenced me.
1: I just finished on another show and I, it, the whole theme of it was about what do you enjoy doing? Some people get stuck in a rut, don't doing, don't enjoy what they do. and That's a hard way to go through life. Yeah. I do believe in, in, in at least really liking what you do. Some people say you got to love what you do, but I, you get to find success. I think your chances of success are a lot higher if you really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you enjoy it to do, and the people surrounding whatever industry you're in. I think that's yeah. a big part of what gravitates it to you. you know? That's
1: huge, too. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, you, to get to the business part of what you do, you, before you started all point retail, yep. What was the problem that you saw in the marketplace? And you said, okay, this is going to be our take. This is how we're going to solve that problem.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So great. I was an army officer. Mm-hmm. Coming out of college, did that for a few years, then jumped into corporate America for about nine years mm-hmm. in Hawaii, based there and uh, sold copy machines, right, for Icon Office Solutions. And then ended up taking over as a GM. And that's really when I started to see the issue of uh, at the time, we were just doing copiers, printers, whatever, right? But as we went out there and developed programs for some of these, not just military, but civilian CEOs, they had liked what we'd put together. And they said, man, you made it so easy. Could you do this for other types of technology not just copiers i'm like well, that's interesting i never thought about that kind of an all-in-one program you're responsible for everything one monthly payment that type of a scenario and that's i think where the idea sparked so i jumped out of corporate america in 07 and built my first technology business very similar to all point retail same exact model but we covered all types of technology so restaurants retail corporate insurance offices, you name it, we did it. We grew extremely quickly and it ended up selling that about four or five years later. And and you learn a lot of things from that, both the good and the bad. And then after non compete had an opportunity to jump back in with a former partner of mine in that first business and said, hey, what if we did that business but we just focused on retail? And to answer your question, and in that first question was of all those different verticals I just mentioned, I always liked retailers. It was the people were the best, their pedigree was the best, their demeanor, and just the idea of retail. And they say, once you get it in your blood, it's there. So jump back into all point Retail, put that model on top of it. It was already a small existing business. And then we just grew it from there.
1: So what exactly do you all do? To share, and then, and the, share what you do and then share what separates you all from the other competition? Yeah,
0: I think the So I guess the answer to that first question and and then answer the one you just asked was the biggest thing that I found was the frustration from C-suite on dealing with technology where they have to deal with seven to 10 different tech vendors to meet their certain needs, depending on what kind of solution they're trying to put together. Every one of those is individually tried to sell them their wares and they say they can work all together, but that's great. Then the solution's there and the customer's left on their own to figure out, how to make all those parts work together. And even if they do, the problem comes in as soon as something goes wrong. And then the retailer's like, hey, my stuff's not working, help me fix it. And now you have seven to, tech, seven to 10 technology vendors point fingers at each other saying, my piece of the pie works. It's the other guy's piece of the pie that doesn't work. And at the end of the day, the end user customer doesn't care whose fault it is. I want my platform to work together. So that's the biggest piece problem that we came out to solve is that's a, big, that's a big ask in the world of technology. You're asking me to be responsible for all the technology in your business and keep you up and running. That's a big ask, and most companies won't take it. They're like, I'll handle my piece. Um, Are
1: you a software company? to Just to, to describe what...
0: Yeah, how, so we're both hardware and software okay. to put together a technology solution, right? Okay. So we came at that problem with the only way that I can be responsible for your entire tech stack and keep you up and running is you have to let me design it, right? Because I'm the technology guys, our company's the technology guys, you're the business owners. So you need to tell me what you want out of your technology problem and you let us design it. We'll find you the right hardware, we'll find you the right software, we're agnostic on both, so we don't just sell one thing. We fit that solution to what your business need is, then we implement it, hold your hand as we digitally transform you from one to the other, and then we're there to support you for the entire five years. So it shows you I'm not just giving you a solution and saying, good luck on your own. No, I'm going to put a solution in that actually works and is supportable. And then we're here for the whole five years and you're paying us across that five years. You're not giving us a big chunk of money up front. And then I'm like, good luck, have fun, which is what 90% of the technology space is.
1: So it's a five-year commitment. Yep. For, and coming for, almost,
0: for most of our standard contracts, it's a five-year commitment. I say we're getting married, we're not dating.
1: Gotcha. All right. Now, what about, or there certain verticals inside of retail that you all shine in or you all find yourself gravitating towards or is it any form of retail?
0: Pretty much any form of retail. I will say we have some specialties in, in specialty retail, right? Footwear, apparel. We have a niche in franchising where we've laid over some pretty good solutions in that aspect. We really shine in that 50 to 200 brick and mortar location area. whether that's corporate owned franchising or, or a conglomerate combination thereof, anything bigger than that. We do global help desk services and pieces of what we do for those 500, 1,000, 2,000 unit chains. And we also do have three, four, five unit retailers that that we've specialized solutions for. But I'd say our sweet spot is in that 50 to 200 range.
1: Are you generally coming in with a company that's existing with the 50 to 100 or are you? Help- okay.
0: Well, both. We've helped them grow. So we have a lot of our. Clients right now that are 30, 40, 50 units that we started with when they were less than 10. Okay. So they were 5, 10 and, and from there. We've helped them build a standardized platform that can leverage that technology so that as they open new stores, they know exactly the tech stack that needs to go in that can support that.
1: What is a typical tech stack that you would implement? What are the solutions that you generally address? That,
0: that yeah, that's they- great, great ask. The first thing on a brick and mortar area is we're going to stabilize that store environment, right? So we're going to run the network, the Wi-Fi, we're going to run all your hardware for point of sale, your phone system, your video system, maybe digital signage, whatever tech you've got going in that store area, we've got to be able to manage that and vendor manage outside people like your ISPs or other providers so that we can create that stable environment in store. Because if you can't transact, you're out of business. And then in the back of house, we get the right type of software platforms that can handle point of sale, order management. So orders coming out of point of sale, ERP and accounting, transfers, inventory control. You want to go and become e-com. Do you want to go have a warehouse management? All those systems have to work together. So we take that, that back of house lens and make sure that the front of house brick and mortar can support it.
1: Okay. Now what about Somebody who's been doing just e-commerce, obviously, they've th- and they're thinking they're going to go into the brick and mortar space and vice versa.
0: Yeah, so, what, that's a great answer. That's a huge trend, to say, in the last probably five to seven years, because okay. you've had some real brands build themselves globally and very quickly online. Okay. And then what happens is they realize that as a customer, we're all customers, we're all shoppers. If I like your brand, I want to experience your brand. And I don't want to experience your brand just online. I want to, man, that'd be awesome if I could go locally and and do that. So you'll see a lot of what we call them D to Cs, which are direct to consumer that says, hey, we need to get into brick and mortar. The mistake a lot of them make is, hey, we've been super successful online. We're just going to mimic that online experience and open up a bunch of brick and mortar stores. And it's a different animal, right? It's just a different animal. And they've got to know brick and mortar. It's a different way to engage. It's a different CX customer experience. You have to have the same feeling. You have to have the same brand experience for that client, wherever I want to meet you, whether it's a brick-and-mortar store, online, mobile on my phone, maybe at an event. But all of those logistically and technology-wise need to operate differently.
1: Gotcha. What about, and I, I guess it's not as common, people are already at brick-and-mortar going, they're, they're naturally wanting to go to the internet, same yeah. same. It's yep.
0: That's still as common. You'd be surprised how many uh, retailers have grown to a decently size without having an online presence. I will tell you, though, that uh, those that used to be on the fence, most of them have gone there in some capacity. Those that used to be on the fence, COVID pushed them over the ledge. Because if you weren't online when COVID right. came, you're lucky if you're still around. That's but awesome. for those of our clients that were connected and online already, mm-hmm. um, The amount of 24 to 48 hours, we closed all their stores and we've seen websites volume go 20, 30 X within one week of COVID hitting because they were already connected, right? So it is definitely an important part, but you'd be surprised how many people, brick and mortar still haven't delved online yet. But again, same thing, going online is a very different business model than what's in store. This
1: is going to be an interesting thing because I know a lot of this, like 20% of companies or... 30% 30% still don't have a website presence. Is it, is that basic is getting a website up for some of these businesses that you help them from the ground up? Or is it they have some website presence and now you need to bolt in the, the, the tools to sh- sell something and ship something?
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say, it's too different, right? You'll, usually if they have nothing, they're going to go to at least a branding website, right? So I can show my products up there, but I still want you to come into my brick and mortar store. And that's usually your, your smaller guys, right? Maybe five or 10 locations and less. Because you do have to be, you have to have a strategy, right? You have to be careful that you're not going to compete with yourself by going online, right? Yeah. So what is my online strategy? What is that brand experience going to be online? How is it going to differ or mimic what I'm doing in store?
1: Okay, gotcha. All right, somebody who is listening to this and they're wondering what other, are there other services that you provide or is, this is the niche right here that we're talking about?
0: I think the niche really for all point Retail is the philosophy what I've just talked about, right? You finally have a partner that, man, if you know what you want to get done, but you're not a techie or your team's not a techie or you have one CIO in your organization or he might have one or two techs with them, but you're like, I don't know how I can grow to 50 or 100 or 200 stores with that. Right? We're not replacing those people. We're enhancing and supporting those people, right? You really want, if you have some internal IT staff, you want them focused on the vision and supporting where you're going. You don't want them bogged down with does my scanner work? Is my printer not working? My ISP, my internet's down, which is 90% of internal IT staffs waste their time doing that. And it's not what they want to do, right? They want to be there to help and grow the brand. That's really our difference, I think, is our business model, our philosophy towards that. It's a very different approach. I haven't run into anybody else that takes this approach because usually it's a hardware or software guy trying to sell their platform. Right. And then, yeah, they'll onboard you and they get you working it, but then it's years, good luck with you. We like to roll up our sleeves, dig in with you, and grow right. with you for five years. And we've done that with many of our brands um, 10 years plus, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say you probably have retention too. After. Yeah, our
0: retention is 99%, which, is, which we're proud of that, right? Every once in a while, we'll get somebody that leaves or really goes out of business. But people usually stay once they get in the model because they know, hey, at least I got somebody on my side. Good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to be there for me when I call. And that's the biggest thing we say throughout all point is at least – I can't promise you that technology is not going to break. And anybody that does is lying to you because no matter what you do, it's going to break. The question is when you call do they answer and they do everything they can to get you up and running.
1: Who is the ideal client for you? Is there, is there an ideal?
0: Yeah. Interesting. It's really that if they're in growth mode or any kind of change, I always say I'm the head janitor. I clean up all the messes and I'm also the change agent, man. What do you do on a daily basis? change management people know they want to change people hate to change and they may think they want to change until they get going and they're like this sucks right it's like a personal trainer Man, i want to get in shape until you're on that fourth workout and you're sore from the first three and you're like dude i really i got a whole nother year of this i'm like yep you got a whole nother year of this but you're gonna look good
1: when you're done it's consistent too that's what you that's what you're lending yourself to because you're putting them on a five year track
0: that's exactly right It's you would be surprised how many people know they want to change. We got to get through that process of what's the right solution hardware, software to get that done. But as soon as you get into it and it's human nature, all I get on our digital transformation team, we have all these different parts of our business, but our digital transformation team is the one that holds that C-suite's hand as we migrate your data and your processes to your new platform. And you'd be surprised how we're not even only a week or two into it. And it's yeah, but you got to make the new system do it like this. Mm. Well, why does it have to do it like that? Because that's how we've always done it. Mm. Why are you buying a new system? Sure. Right? Like, how about we get the new system with the new features, functions, and efficiency, and maybe we tweak some of those processes so the seven steps you used to do, we can get done in two. Right? Exactly. And It's that mindset change that will usually happen over time. It's angst. It's tough conversations. Then it's happy, tough. But then when they get there and they get stable, they're like, what, ecstatic. I, and that's black. when we watch our guys that had 20 stores have to switch over to a new platform, but now they got this new platform and I know exactly what my tech stack is going to be X per store per month. Now I'm going to open 30 or open 40, open 50.
1: Right. There you go. What is the vision for your business going forward?
0: You know what? It's really to expand this philosophy and to find the people that want to think about tech differently. Everything I'm just talking about is a very different way to think about technology. Most yeah. retailers will think about it. Technology is an expense. Yeah. Right. They'll focus on their location. Every retailer knows, man, I got to have a good location if I'm going to sell. I got to have a good brand, good marketing. Your tech is just as important, man. That's what your base of your whole business is. It's not an expense. And if you get all those systems talking together, in the military, we used to call it a force multiplier. Yeah. Right now, it's 10X, 20X, 30X if you have the right tech platform. Because I know everything about my customer, who they are, what they bought, when they come in, how long they stay, what do they like, what are they not like, what's moving on the floor, what's not, all that stuff.
1: All right. so. You, this is a great place first for us to wind down because this comes down to adapting to change and yeah. being yeah. willing to take on that change because yep. you know what's going to move your business forward. Someone considering becoming an entrepreneur or a franchisor and that's going to need a system. What is your guidance to that person so they do it right the first time rather than have to call you later to m- clean up a mess.
0: That's an interesting way you put that, will Because it's you're exactly right. Everything we're talking about in our business model is the same tenacity and philosophy you have to have as an entrepreneur. You've got to be willing to change. You got to know you're going to make mistakes. You got to know I'm going to go over hurdles, but whatever comes at me, I'm going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And and quite honestly, if the last three years hasn't proven that's any retailer out there that's successful, right? What is what do I say when they come in? Tell us what your vision is of where you want to take your brand, and where your biggest pain points are right now and let us put together a solution to fix that. A lot of times I won't fix the whole solution. You might have the right infrastructure or the right platform for certain areas. And as we get to know you, you might just need to change a little piece of that and it'll change everything, right? Or you might, you got a 30, you got a 30 year old beast and you just got to take it out, man. right? (laughs) You got to take it out and put something new in, right?
1: Understood. Call to action. How do people find
0: it? I would always say, The best thing is to go to our website. We put a lot of work in that in the last year and a half. It's pretty good. It shows our brand, our culture, our message, as well as it shows all the different services we do. But honestly, once people go there and they call, and what I love about our philosophy and our business model is we'll have conversations like you and I are having right now. And the people that don't believe in what we believe in or the retailers that are like, no, I think I know better than you. I'm going to do my own thing in tech. We don't end up doing business together. It's just a different model. You have to get into that mindset. Yes, you guys are what we've been looking for. I want someone that I can trust that will help me on all aspects, that'll be responsible, and that'll be with me for five years. Let's figure this out together.
1: And that website address is?
0: Allpointretail.com.
1: Allpointretail.com. All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. It's been fantastic. And I appreciate it. And we'll push this out there to the world for you.
0: All right, man. I appreciate it.
1: All right, sir. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. And that is a wrap with Sean. Look, this is another business where it's all about mindset, all about a philosophy. It's all about looking at the business differently to advance the business rather than do what everybody else has already done over and over and over. His, his approach is fresh. His approach will help you grow your business. And that explains that 99% retention rate that his business, All Point Retail, has with our customers. Now, speaking of business, I want to thank you for being here. I appreciate that. Do me a favor. Share this episode if it's helpful. You know somebody who could use a retail system. Share this episode if if it's helpful to you and, and, and hit the like button. We appreciate that. We're growing. We want to continue to grow, reach more people. And you know the drill. You've been with me this long. Be intentional and make today a great day.